Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bye. 
more back to thinking, time for thinking again. World's changed so very much. What it used to be. There's so much danger, war and poverty. Oh, 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 oh. wait up, all the teachers come to teach a new way. Maybe they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children, you jump the very best you can. Oh, God, oh, God. 
from where we at this morning into the place that you have prepared for us. This is the day that you have made, and I am rejoicing it because I'm glad in it. Any old day is better than a dead day, and we are alive this morning because of you, Father. And Father, we ask you that you would touch every listener, touch your believers this morning from the White House to their house. Oh, have your way in this nation today. Let the guilty be found guilty, that they may repent of their sin, and they may come crying, saying, what must I do to be saved? And then, Lord, we thank you for your healing virtue. We thank you, Lord, that there's no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The weapons that has been formed, we now, Father, take the word of God, and we bind everything that try and come in this day with us today. Father, we bind it right now. Take authority over it. You said in your word, Father, that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We bind everything that's outside the will of the Father today. We bind it and take authority over it right now. We lose your anointing, Father. Ask you to move by your spirit again today, Father. Oh, set the captives free. Show us the way that we may follow. Help us to realize and to recognize, Father, that you and you all alone, you're more than enough. Show us how to believe your word and how to walk in faith. Show us how to stand when everything around us is falling. Oh, we ask you to have your way right now, Father. Creating us a clean heart, renew the right spirit ever. Give us what we stand in need of today, God. That will cause us, Father, to wait upon you. That you will renew our strength again today. For we realize that our strength can only be made perfect in times of weakness through you. So, Father, when we're weak, you are strong. Have your way today, Father. Oh, God, do what you did in the beginning. Do it again for your servant and for your people, and that is have thine own way today. God, we take this day unto ourselves as a token of your love by which you've woke us up and you've started us on our way and you've given us strength to go through this morning. I believe that you will bring us to our destiny. We commend the morning. This morning we commend it. We shake out everything that's been hidden and been trying to work against us. We rebuke and bind it. We lose your blessings this morning over the airways, over your people. We lose it this morning over us. And we pray for them, Father, that are not walking circumspectly. Draw them, excuse me, to you with your perfect love. Show us the way that we may follow. And then have mercy upon your people again is my prayer. We thank you. We give you all the praise and glory now. 
You deserve all of the glory. Hallelujah. Oh, there's not like you, Father. We praise you in the midst of everything. For we know that you have given us a right to obey and to have our being. And everything is in you this morning. We love you, Father. We love your holy name. I thank you. Right now, Father, we thank you. We praise and worship your name, for you are worthy. Thank <laughs> you. 
world. Hallelujah again. Amen. This morning, we want to bring to your attention, hallelujah, a familiar verse of scripture in the book of Romans. We're talking about our submission to the government system. Hallelujah. We're talking from the book of Romans, the 13th chapter. And it reads as following, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So for you all that talk about God didn't put uh, our president in the White House, there's your script, there's your word there, there's your sign that the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So uh, when you're trying to vote, there's nothing wrong with you voting, but you got to remember you cannot look to this world system to give you your daily bread. Hallelujah. It's all right to use the world system, but I want to talk about being debted to the world. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the audience of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. You see? Now, this is the word of God this morning. It's telling us that uh, the Republican, the Democrats, the politicians, and all of the world system, hallelujah, with this establishment and with this head, uh, we know that this world belongs to Satan. But they that abound by this word and obey the word, you will not come on the condemnation of this world. Hallelujah. So I want you to get it. Let every soul be subject. Hallelujah. Speaking to those that believe this morning. Because if you don't believe this world system, if you don't believe the words that I preach, then you've already been bought by this world system. Hallelujah. There's a blueprint. Hallelujah, that we have to go by in this world. The blueprint that been laid down, but we also are to submit to God and resist the devil. Uh huh. You 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 got to resist Satan because. He's out to try and to tangle you up. You got to keep your mind clear this morning. Resist the evil. Resist the evil word and its doctrine and the message. Hallelujah. Coming at you all the time. Hallelujah. You got to quench every fiery dart this morning. 
that Satan throws your way. What is a fiery dart? They are the thoughts, the negative message, the evil teaching that we are exposed to from this world system every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are to resist this. But then he tells us to be subject, amen, be aware, and to know that you are not above the law. And let every soul be subject to the governing authority. You got to be subject this morning to our president. If 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 that man of Copenhagen, Copenhagen, whatever they call him, if he become a man Senate for life, a judicial system, whatever he's trying to be, amen, then they hate the most high like let him got there. But I want you to look at yourself this morning. You are worried about <clears throat> who the world system don't have sitting in the seat. But what about your life in the most high this morning? What about the price that was that he purchased you? Hallelujah. I tell so many people about the HR 1242 that has a lot to do with a nation of people being in America for 400 years. And just about all of y'all say the same thing. I'm so big, I don't have time. You don't have time for where with your ancestors, your forefathers, suffered at the head of a thief. They stole you from your country, brought you here, you built America, and you still in bondage. But I want to show you this morning, hallelujah, where you sit at. According to the scripture, let every man's soul be subject to governing authority, for there is no authority except from God. What did Yahshua, what did Jesus tell him? Pilate said, I, I, I have power to release you. He said, you don't have any power except your power was granted by my Father. It's time for us to put the word, amen, in the retrospect that it, see, we took it out of content. And we want to stamp and approve ourselves with different scriptures. And hallelujah, we don't even know the foundation. That's like running around eating pork, talking about anything you bless. Tell me this here. If it's cursed, amen, if it's spoiled, can you bless it? So there are things that are sold, spoiled, things that is not good for you. It's no blessing in it. Hallelujah. A pig was created for a specific reason. And if you research it, he was not created to eat, even though he sure tastes good. Oh, yeah, I had a lot of that stuff. But today, I don't deal with it. Why? Because I saw what it done to my grandmother. We had a good time with pork chops and uh, ham hocks and, you know, we, we you know, cheese, all head cheese, so I'm not against you eating it, but when you know to do better, bless you, sir, then you have to do better. And so we've been talking about faith this morning, hallelujah, and I'm so glad that so many people are waking up today and realizing that we are stepping our boundaries, we're running over, because if she had already told us that we should rise up early in the morning and do him, we find ourselves doing ourselves every day. 
And we really do not have time to do what we're doing this morning. But I got time. Why? Because I have fashioned my life. I fashioned my life to the decree that this is what I do. Now, my body has been mechanically uh, 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 rose, mechanically touched. Every morning, I don't have a long clock to wake me up. I get up automatically. Now, I'm not telling you that that I run in here with, with joy and happiness to run up in here and do this. I laid in the bed this morning, and every day it is a struggle, you know, not in the flesh, not in the flesh, but in my mind. That's the first thing that the enemy trying to attack is your mind. And once you let it come out of your mouth, amen, your life, your body going to follow what your mouth say do. So my flesh be waiting on me to say, ah, oh, I'll just put it off and do it later today. I'm not going to do nothing later today. That's just something to just get me on, on, on the way from doing it. If I say I'm going to do it later today, I never do it. So I'm under serious indictment of God. Likewise, we are also not under, we are under the law. Hallelujah. Go out there and uh, uh, and speed right past that police officer. You know, you just fly right on past him. You might can speed. Sometimes I've caught officers running 65, and I navigate on past him, you know, at 66, 67. And the further I get away from him, you know, I can get a little a, a little speed. But I'll be darned if I shoot past him at 70. I can run 70 in the 65. They allow that five miles uh, up. But I'm not going to shoot past him at 70 because why? Then, you know, I'm breaking the law because the law says 65. It didn't say 70, but they will allow you. It's all in how you do. So the word of God said, let every soul be subject to the governing authority. One more time. For there is no authority except from God. You see? So why do we have to humble ourselves down to men afraid that they're going to let us go? Some of us need to be let go. you letting the most high go. You're too tired to even open your word up. I went to the bed last night with my, my word, and amen, I glanced over in the word, you know, and I went to sleep. But I did have it in my heart. Hallelujah. To investigate the word that it may investigate where I'm at. So all of this about Donald Trump, uh, we should have voted. You could have voted a hundred to one. It wouldn't have changed it because the most high is trying to get you to understand when he put Pharaoh over you, he kept shifting us and shifting us, trying to show us that you have to come a specific way, and you got to stay in the straight way. But we've broken off, and we've used uh, uh, excuses, uh, impeach him. You can't impeach him. You impeach, you, 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 you impeach Nixon, you know, tried to impeach Ronald Reagan, but it didn't happen. Now, I want you to think about it how that we've had all of these governing figures that is over the nation. And the one we have today that's over the nation, amen, he doing just what the most I put in his heart to do, is to play the same way we play. We He's he not playing no different game than we play. Look at how he's playing with a nation, and look at how we're playing with God, putting on the rich, lying, conniving, and 
And, 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 and the Bible says you being good, you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. You ain't going to give them a snake or some scalding hot water. How much more would our father, see right there, how much more would our father not, see? So you can be under unjust regime. You can be bound up, amen, 45 years. Uh, uh, the lady told me yesterday, said her husband, they're trying to give him 45 years. He's a veteran. Said that what happened was uh, he saw a robbery and being a Marine, he said, his motto is leave no man hanging. And they had robbed this guy and left him for dead. And he went and he turned around and thought about it. Within two seconds, he turned his car around and he run slap over the robber. There's three of them. But he run over the robber. Let me see. Did he kill him or did he get up and testify? Let me see. I think he testified. No, he was dead. But the man they left for dead testified, and they saw the video. And they got him on the plea. They got him on record saying, in 20, had he would not turned around, had he, he would have had done it while he was there, he probably had to turn the vehicle around to get the aim at the doggone criminal. Now, this criminal had just been out of jail 83 days. I'm talking to the wife. The wife come down to the pawn shop to sell all these tools because she's getting ready to move. And uh, her husband has been in jail for three years, and they have five kids. So she said, I have to go on with my life, and I'm going to go back to Colorado. But make a long story short, I was in the pawn shop trying to buy a chainsaw so that I can try and help and get this tree out for this elderly, elderly mother today. Mm. And um, the people at the pawn shop was very rude, very ugly. They was being just what they was, but I want to uh, uh, hear tell you about it so I can get into the word. But anyhow, what had happened was uh, another lady was standing there. She said, I give you $1,040, and the bill is $1,028. You didn't give me no change. You know, 1,030. You didn't give me no change. They went all through the preliminary, disrespecting the elder. The lady was every bit about 55 or 60. They're going to try to disrespect her. And because she was Asian, they thought maybe that they were going to get over on her. They were there trying to get over on me, trying to make me pay, trying to make me pay $20 for something that was broken. I needed the broken child saw, so I had the parts because I had another one. I went and got the other saw that was complete and said, this saw here is not for $20. Why would you want to make me pay $20 for this saw? You see it's broken. It don't even have a top on it or nothing. I'm taking it just like it is. Why I can't get it for $10? Oh, well, this and that anyhow. But the other lady that came in with the husband situation, so I'm looking at all these situations play out in this place. But I told a lady when I walked out, because I went on and bought the other saw, and I walked out, I told her, I said, um, if they try to take your stuff from you, they don't give you nothing, call me. So she called me, and I tell you, the most high, he knows what to do. When she called me, I said, I'm headed back to the pawn shop, which is the other pawn shop that I went to before I went to that pawn shop. And I had gotten some things, brought it home, and it worked, but I didn't have the right charge card. And she called. I said, I'm headed to the pawn shop right here by Walmart. Come on up there, and I'll talk to the people. And, uh, uh, and and they're going to hook you up. So she did. She came. 
and uh, I told her, bring this object and bring that object in there, which was a nail gun, and it was a a, a, a battery a battery pack uh, deal that had three or four t- different tools in it. She brought that up in there. I told her, I'll go out there and look and see what else she got. She got all kind of tools. And uh, come back in. The lady paid her sixty something dollars for two. The other pawn shop was giving twenty five for five pieces, <laughs> like five dollars a piece, you know. And uh, uh, I had a chance to minister to her, and, and I told her that see, sometimes you know, you don't be in the right place. You be in the you be in the wrong place where you're not going to be able to be treated fairly, but in the wrong place. You know, the Lord is there. You know, he's there. And he had someone there for you. But anyhow, mm-hmm. so everything went well. She got her money. She was rejoicing and everything. And I ministered to her, and I told her why her husband is incarcerated. You keep herself spotted from this world because the world is full of contamination. Hit that big button on top of that, on the top of the fan. The world is contaminated, and it wants to draw you in its contamination. So... I just praise the Father of lights for all of the things that I see on a daily basis and for keeping me and taking me and showing me. I had a, 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 another, you know, the, 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 the most high is a wonderful. He's just awesome. I had a, a, another mother call me. Her daughter's name is Miracle. One day Miracle said, do you know anyone that can put these signs up? I said, that's me. So I went home and got my ladder, crawled up there. Uh, put the put the uh, uh, the ladder on the sign and went on and uh, 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 I think I had a drill. Yeah, I, I put screws and put the sign up. Then she said, "Do you know any mechanic?" I said, "That's me." So I went in. I put a water hose on a car. Yesterday, her mother called and she said, "Do you know any plumber?" I said, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> I went over to their house. They had 10, let me see, them buckets was like 10-gallon buckets, 10, 20. They had about 50 gallons of water sitting there, what had been leaking up underneath the uh, bathroom sink. So I pulled out some of the water where I could get room to get on the floor. And God knows I don't, I, I, I don't get out like that, you know. But God is trying to win some. And through me doing the things that I do, and you know, they call me hallelujah. And she said, hallelujah. So when I finished fixing it, I called the mother up and I said, hallelujah. And she said, bless you, hallelujah. And the old African grandmother, she's probably about 89. She blessed me. Boy, she she got on like the, she got on like I was the king. She said, may you be blessed. May the blessings of God follow you, carry you, fall upon you. Take you, man, I mean, she just blessed me. I, I was going down on my knees to receive that blessing from that old lady because she know how to praise God. She wasn't praising me. She was praising the hallelujah. She said, hallelujah, you. And I'm like, you know, praise him, hallelujah. So we said, well, how much you charge? I said, $50. His wife said, hallelujah, $50. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, and then when I fixed that one faucet and that, they took me in the kitchen. And the kitchen underneath that had fallen in. It was molded and everything. I said, oh, my God, I got to get out. And when I took it loose, some of the 
bad, stinking water just got on my clothes. And I just said, you know what? I belongs to you. No mold, nothing, you know, is going to touch me, you know. And uh, I got under there, and I fixed that one. And uh, then the old lady told her son-in-law, uh, it's one upstairs. So I went upstairs, I looked, and I said, no more today. <laughs> I said, no more today. I have had enough of today, you know. I'll, I'll get, I told him what it needed, and I told him what type of tools to buy. So I want to just put that in there this morning to let you know that you may be struggling with something, but the word of God, it tells us, you understand me, that if we would redeem the time and walk circumspectly, and if we would believe, you got to believe, you got to believe this morning that he sees you, he knows what predicament you're in, he knows where you're going, he knows more about you than you know about today. So I admonish you to stop saying things that you say. Because right here in the Word, it tells us, if you be talking about Donald Trump in the wrong way, then you're talking about God. Because they said, therefore, whoever resists the authority, Romans 13, 2, whoever resists the authority, resists the audience of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. So many of y'all are under judgment this morning. Hallelujah. That's why you can't get God, amen. You don't hear from him because you studied judging. Politicians, you started judging the president. Hallelujah. He knows what to do. He told me he used evil to get good. He said he created evil for what he wants to use it. Hallelujah. So it says, Do you want to be? Uh, no, he says, uh, uh, For rulers are not a charity good work. See, they ain't a charity good work, but to evil. You see? They 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 they're gonna be evil in, in what they do. Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. So if you are walking in your evilness this morning. You might have to be judged by this world system. It says, for he is God's minister and average, average to execute wrath on him who practice evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for the conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. <laughs> for they are God's minister, attending continue to this very thing. Render therefore to all that is due, taxes to whom taxes are due. You see, the Bible even tells you that, you know, you're not under the law. Hallelujah. But the law gives you an understanding. Custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. When we dishonor, amen, our president and say things about the cabinet and stuff, then you dishonor the, the words. Hallelujah. Well, this is the point that I that I that, that, that I want to get out to. Oh no man, oh no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments. See now, there come the law. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covenant. And if any 
other commandments are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm to neighbors. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So right there, it lets us know, amen, that the reason we struggle so hard is because we don't have this genuine love. Genuine love is the love that when you see your neighbor struggling and your neighbor, y'all don't get along, mm -hmm. and you turn your head and run away, you see then that's the time when you should be sure. I'm not doing nothing for them. I hate them. Well, if you hate them, you understand I me? Mean, the Bible says, how can you love the Father and you ain't never saw him, but you're hating on this neighbor? Mm -hmm. So the word this morning is telling us, hallelujah, that to owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. Owe no man anything. I believe this morning the scripture doesn't necessarily mean that you, amen, can't buy something on credit. See, the world got it twisted. The world, religious, they said, I don't have your credit cards. And that, you know, you still complying with the world system. You still paying a car note. You know, in order to try and to get away from the world system, that means that you're going to have to do a whole lot of things. The word all is. And this verse simply means not being obligated to any man other than to love them. The only obligation, hallelujah, that you have this morning, hallelujah, is to love that man. Hallelujah. Love him like God, amen. You don't always have to like this person, but you can love him. Don't You, you don't have to like him to love him. Oh, no man anything. Some of us Christians have taken the above scriptures to mean this. Well, I can't buy anything on time or, 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 or on credit. That's religion. I, I shouldn't buy furniture or a house or a car or clothes or anything on credit. Some will even go as far as, as to say to buy on credit is to use the world system and that we should not be involved in the world system. See, we got it twisted. The Bible said come out of her in Revelation 18. You know, come out of her. That means stop buying all the Gucci hoochies and Jordans and stuff. I mean, he said, I didn't redeem you with corruptible things. Man, hold on, I'll Jordans, that's your forte. But I'm saying, there are some that have hundreds and hundreds of pounds of Jordans. Some of them, they paid so much money for them, to now they worth $3,000. They paid like four, five hundred, and they ain't never put them on their feet. They didn't even try them on to see if they fit, because they didn't buy them the well. They bought them, you understand me, to keep them and hoping that one day, they're going to redeem them for or something, or put it on a showcase. Hallelujah. He said that we, 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 we need to consider this morning that we should not be involved in this world system. But you put your money in the bank, don't you? You don't put it in a can and bury it in the backyard. See, the bank is a part of the world system, too. You use banks, don't you? You got some checks, right? So when you go somewhere, you ride, amen, in the automobile, don't you? Uh-huh. Or do you still have a donkey pulling a cart behind you? What you doing today? You see, automobiles are a part of the, uh, of the world system. So if you go from one continent to another, you usually go by boat, by airplane. Uh-huh. You don't swim across the Rio Grande, do you? Well, riding in the airplane is a part of the world system. 
What do you mean by the world system? You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you trying to navigate and say, I ain't going to be the, uh, 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 you know, and this is the Christian. See, that's why religion is vain. And you're just religious. You don't know any better. That's why I'm teaching you this morning that you can be in the world, amen, and use the world good, amen, for the way God said we should use it. He said that this authority, that's your word, will submit. It means the way the world does it, you see, if you are not going to use this world system, you're going to have to stop wearing clothes, stop getting your hair cut, stop shaving, stop using electric white. Why? Because you got to buy razor blades. You got to pay a light bill. See, electric light, that's a part of this world system. Are you seeing anything here this morning? It is really ridiculous to say, I'm not a man going to do this because that's the world system. You would have to stop doing a whole lot of things. But the difference is Christians operate from an undergirding, undergirding of God's word, when the world operates from the undergirding of what they can figure out in their head this morning. That makes the difference. That 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 makes the difference. You being of the world and you being amen under this word. You see, I can use the same thing that the world uses, but I can use them and the power of the most high and produce the, the work, uh, the results of God. See, God, he has a plan for everything that's done. Hallelujah. He can get good out of evil this morning. It is the world system to plant crops where you do, where you pull your crops from. Do you get them out of the air? No. We depend on crops too. We're still operating in this world system, so just so just to say the world system can be misleading unless you qualify what you mean by that. Oh no man nothing. When the scripture said, Oh me, don't be under obligation. Don't be obligated means that I have agreed to pay something and I didn't pay it. And when I say I would, when I didn't pay it, then I really owed it. I am under obligation. Don't pay, they're going to come take it away. Otherwise, I'm not under any obligation until such time as I agree with the man. And the man agreed with me, and I pay it. Let's look in the scripture, verse from another fashion. Think about this. If it is wrong, if it's unscriptural, and unscriptural to buy anything on credit or to make payments on it, and if that verse is Romans 13 and 8, it really means that I'm not supposed to buy anything on credit. Then why are there other scriptures, passages in the Bible, where God requires you to lend money or good to somebody else and require them to pay you back? That would be inconsistent if God doesn't want Christians to owe anything. That it is unequally wrong. For the sinner to owe anybody, for the sinner to owe anybody, the principle is the same. God rules are the same. Up is on the sinner. Up is up to sinners just as it is up to Christians. And down is down to Christians just as down is to sinners. If the scriptures say, oh, no man, anything literally means that I'm not supposed to buy anything on credit. And that if I do buy something, 
and make money in Solomon's favor, I am in violation of the word. That I shouldn't expect to find any other scripture in the Bible where God would encourage me to loan to somebody else. If it is wrong for me to borrow, then it would be wrong for me to lend to someone else because I would require them to borrow and pay back. So we twist the scriptures and try and make them fit our agenda. But the word of God, it says, amen, let go of this world. Hallelujah. You got to let this world go this morning. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to use one scripture to, amen, clarify another. You get the face value, amen. And you see, oh, no, man, anything means don't buy anything on credit. I do not believe that this is what God is saying because if we operate under this pretense, we would not be in our building. Amen. We would not be in the places that God, amen, has placed us. We wouldn't be in the homes that we're in. Hallelujah. We'll still be in our sin this morning. Many will still be bound by fear of poverty, sickness, disease, oppression, and depression. But thousands have been made free as a result of coming in contact, hallelujah, with this type of teaching. Amen. We're to owe no man nothing this morning. Hallelujah. If you owe a man more, you see, he's not saying to go out there, you, you, you shouldn't go and buy your car, uh, you shouldn't go and uh, uh, use a credit card for this and that. The Bible says use the world system, but don't become obligated. Don't go and get yourself all caught up, amen, in trying to, trying to uh, pay your way in this world system, trying to own all of this stuff in this world system. Let it go. Let it go. Hallelujah. And cling to that which is right and to that which is good. Hallelujah. And he said, then you can have your way with him. So I want you all, as I hand it over to my son, let him expound, I want you all to remember <clears throat> if you want your life to start running away, he said that it should run, then stop getting in debt. Stop trying to put things on your life that you don't need. Use your money for the kingdom's sake. Send your pledges, amen, to P.O. Box 406, Elite Texas, 77411, that we may continue God's work. Hallelujah. We don't beg you for anything. Amen. If you want to be blessed, then you sow where the blessings is at. You don't ever hear me complaining and crying and saying, amen, this stuff is too hard. It's nothing hard. Because why? Because I have found out how to get my needs met. How do I get my needs met? Through faith. Through faith. Somebody's going to call me. I don't run around, amen, fixing this and fixing that for a living. These are just talents and gifts that he gave me. And as I looked and I saw, amen, the man with the five talents, the man with the two talents, the man with the one with the one talent, how that he took that one talent and he did nothing. He's a lazy and wicked servant. So I'm not going to be lazy and be saying, oh, I got too old. No, I can't do this. I can't do that. I do it so that God can be glorified. Use your gifts and talents today so that he can be glorified. Amen. When you pull out your gift and your talent, people want to praise you. You just look up to heaven and say, oh, bless him. Bless him. And just take that focus off of trying to praise you for your good works and give him the glory. And that keeps me going every day. 
and I know that he looked forward to this day. You know, I'm going to go and get back there with this tree and wear this tree out. Amen. Come back home and get in this shower, and I'm going to find out what else he wants me to do. So I do have a plan today. Amen. Yesterday and forevermore, I have a plan. He has given me a plan. So this time, I want to leave space of time for the youth pastor, A.D., that he may come, amen, and expound in whatsoever direction he wants to expound on the word because he's full of the word. he got plenty of word, and I thank God for it. Amen. Thank you, son. Amen. I thank God for the word and definitely another profound message, amen, that's, that's given balance and understanding to the scriptures, amen, and even Paul is going to represent the law to give us an understanding, amen, Paul is teaching. When you understand Paul's writing, amen, Paul <clears throat> is speaking with balance, amen, but a lot of people get confused with Paul because Paul also speaks in mystery, amen, so if you don't have the spirit of God, amen, you, you, you'll get lost and you won't understand Paul or you'll be on either one, one, one or the other side of the spectrum when it comes to Paul. You either believe that Paul is double-minded or is it Paul, he had balance, or you'll be, I don't know exactly what Paul was talking about. Amen. So uh, Paul begin to reference, amen, uh, the law. Amen. We're going we're gonna to catch up to that and give it understanding. Amen. And continue to expound on that. Amen. He said, uh, verse 9 out of chapter 13 of Romans, he said, Render therefore to, uh, to all. Render therefore to all dues uh, tribute, which is taxes, or you know, when you pay your debt or your bill, to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So, all the time, whatever direction, whatever uh, the way the government is, Amen. We should we should have a mind of Christ and follow, Amen. what it is, amen, when they're like, I'm getting off of the man, I'm having a decree that we should do this or do that. Now, if it's against God, then, of course, well, that's something we shouldn't do. We should have a stand for God, amen. But if it's within, amen, the parameters and within ourselves to do without offending the most high, amen, then we should do that, you know, because we shouldn't be uh, against the world system, amen. And as in the retrospect, it's following God, amen, because God did set him up in office, amen. God said he set up kings to rule and reign, man. So uh, not so much as in the aspect of trying to get this screen right. Just showing us ourselves as a people. Because even in Israel, you had kings that reigned that were tyrants, amen. Kings uh, and also kings who were wise and who kept God's commandments and who tore down groves and altars that the previous king may have had before them. Like you had uh, Josiah who came up, who was like eight years old. He, but he had the power of God on him, and he also had the scribes and the, the elders <clears throat> that also brought him along and also showed him the way of the forefathers and the way that the Most High deemed that the nation should be reigned. So you had many people in the nation of Israel, many kings rather, some that were good and some that were bad that wanted with God, amen. But it wasn't God didn't have it where Israel rebelled against a king. We 
And at that time, we also saw that when it was a rebellious king, it was also a rebellious people in the nation as well. The nation was more rebellious than before. Why? Because sometimes God will show us ourselves through our representation as far as the kingship. God will show us the way the nation is going. This is the this is your king right here. This is who you have over you. See, we had the Romans over us when we when when uh, Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus, uh, the Messiah came on the scene. When he came on the scene, it was the Roman ruling. It was another nation ruling. Why? Because the scriptures had already spoke about how Israel had transgressed God's laws, how they had transgressed God. So they had people over them, a nation of people over them that wasn't even supposed to be over them. But guess what? They had to become subject to them now because why? You didn't want to follow the most high, so you follow this, why? Right? You follow this, these, these, this kingship. You follow this rulership being. So you don't want to follow me. This is who you'll follow. Amen. You got to pay taxes to him. Amen. You got to pay credit. That's where the, the system of so well credit came from. came from the Romans. A system called compounded interest. Because you didn't used to have interest uh, as far as the Bible went. You only had interest that came about when the Romans came. Mm -hmm. You had to pay a tribute. And if you didn't pay, then you had to pay that in double at an interest rate. So we didn't get interest. It used to be a barter and trade system. Or I, I do something for you and you pay me back. Or I or we'll exchange goods for a price. I have a good and I'll give it to you. All right? And you buy it from me. And that's all it was. It was no, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to give you this. Uh, since you don't have the money at at 15%, and uh, at 15% on each month, the bill will be woop de -woo. And if you don't pay, it'll go up to another $30 or something. That, that, that's that compounded interest that came about in this world system. That, that wasn't something that God orchestrated. That came through, like I said, Roman rulership. This is a Gentile type of uh, uh, money system. What we follow in today, compounded interest was nothing was never something that Israel had followed after. It was a new system that was implemented through the Romans. And also you see that picked up amongst the Rothschilds, but that's a whole other story. Amen. And uh, Paul began to talk about, oh, no man anything but to love one another. See that love of one another has fulfilled the law. See, and this is where Paul is trying to tell us something. <clears throat> But also, you got to catch what Paul is saying, because if you miss what Paul is saying, you're going to think he's saying, Paul saying, you shouldn't, uh, if you come in a situation where you might not have the money, but you really need it, you can't have nobody loan you something. So you shouldn't you shouldn't be in a position, or if you can't get it, don't buy it, or don't put yourself in that debt. You have to understand, in situations, yeah, you will have to do that, but don't always look to put yourself in a, in a bind because you might not have it, and that's something we see with people. And that was something that Paul and them dealt with in that day. They didn't have it, so they, they knew they had a, a person that would give it to them, okay, just pay me back on this day. And then you see many people do that, like we do today. You'll get your TV, you'll get your whole house full of stuff, you'll get your car, and then you get into all this debt, and then you can't pay it back. And then that's what, why you become under penalty. And that's the same thing Paul referenced as far as the law. If you're not doing if you're not doing right according to God's word, then you fall under penalty. See, but when Christ came, we're no longer under the penalty of the law. God has wiped our dead clean. But that just because he wiped our dead clean don't mean we gotta get back in the debt. And what is debt? Debt is sin. 
That's what Paul was saying. Paul said, just because you <clears throat> Christ wiped your debt clean, don't mean get back in the debt, which is sin. Mm -hmm. See, we got to see what Paul is telling us. Paul is telling us a twofold thing, naturally and spiritually. Because some of us will get a TV, a car, a house. We'll get all these things on, on, on debt because you know, it's a system that allows you to do it. Then you become $2,000, you got to pay a month just in debt alone. So we, we, we try to catch up and get out of the hole that we placed ourselves in. No, Paul is saying you shouldn't owe no man anything. You should be trying to own what you have. Everything you should get, you should be able to buy it. Now, he's not saying that at any point in your life that you may come across a time where you may need this thing. Then have it in your mind to hurry up and pay that debt off where you don't owe this person. And that's how the law was. The law was you should do right you know, and keep God's laws and commandments, and you might have an issue where you might have something going on on the Sabbath or whatever, or any day according to the law, and you might have to, you know what, I can't I can't make it today. I have a uh, somebody in the hospital, my wife passed, or, or a situation that may arise where you can't prevent it, and it'll cause you to, quote, unquote, go against what God's word say. That's where the grace will come in at. See, that's where the cover of the penalty, the cover of that sin God's grace came for that. That don't mean that we continue to break God's law. We can we got to give context and meaning to what it is that Paul is saying. Yes. Amen. And Paul began to tell you, amen, for this thou shalt not commit adultery. Why? That's because that's in the law. Paul telling you, you shouldn't do this. This is the law. This is before Paul even spoke this out of his mouth. Paul referencing something that was already spoken by the Most High. This is something that you weren't supposed to do. Amen. According to the law, thou shalt not kill, which is murder, according, uh, which is actually termed murder. Amen. According to the law, as the Hebrew word goes, should murder. Thou shalt not steal. Again. Amen. That's Exodus 20. Thou shalt not steal. Amen. Thou shalt not bear false witness. All these things Paul is not making up. This is not, not no new uh, words or commandments that Paul is speaking. Paul is referencing the law. So Paul is telling you. And this, this is what you should keep. This is the law that you should keep. I'm not saying you're not under the law, but we take that as, oh, no, we don't have no law no more. No, you're not brought under bondage of what the law would give you. The law would give you a punishment if you broke it. We're not under that punishment no more. Amen. God has paved the way for us through grace to get to him. So we don't have to worry about that penalty while we try to get our life together, and we might fall short. We don't have to worry about that penalty. Why? Because of grace. But we should be trying to line our lives up with Christ, amen, when we no longer under a debt, amen, amen, to the Father, because we'll continue in a sin, we'll continue to do something because we know grace is on the forefront of our mind, so that'll make us more lenient to do things that ain't according to God's word. That'll make us think of ways to try to circumvent God's word, his commandments, but we ain't got to do that no more. And we hear pastors teach that, but then when a person fall under the sin or they, you know, they may do something wrong, but people might look and frown up on them for doing it. They'll look at them, why you do that? Well, I mean, they can't say the pastor said it, but this is what the environment teaches, that we don't have to keep no law. So which is it? We don't keep the law or we keep it? Paul brought it in context. We should keep God's word, and if we fall short, God will forgive us of our sin and let us get back on the path of righteousness. Amen. And also with the debt, amen, we're going to read a few scriptures and then we're going to close out as far as the debt goes, amen, because debt was always, as far as the law, 
God taught us a way, amen, to deal with debt and paying debt, amen. Uh, Psalms 37 and 21, the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. Amen. So that's a difference, amen, to people who are righteous, people who keep God's law, amen, people who, just because you keep God's law don't make you evil, because you want to do what God's word says, don't make you evil according to what the world says, because the world says, oh, you can't keep God's law, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, First John 5 told you, he, he, he said that, that uh, 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 keeping God's law is not greedy. It, it don't grieve you to keep what God's word is. If you want to do what God says, then you're going to do what God's word says. Amen? So we got to understand that there's a twofold thing with this. That we have to understand and get down to the, 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 the bottom of what Paul is saying. Paul is not disregarding the word of God. But he's giving a balance, amen, and teaching the Gentiles, amen, and according to that, Amen. Certain people would take Paul's words out of context. Amen. Uh, Psalms uh, 3, 27 and 28. Uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 3, 27 through 28. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Within our power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again till I give it when you have it with you. See that? That's not, that's the ESV version. Amen. Uh, let me see if I can get the King James so we can. Uh, I don't think I can change it. Okay. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. So don't withhold um, the goods that you have to give to your person, to your neighbor. If you bought, uh, $20, you bought $50. Don't tell your neighbor, hey, man, come back tomorrow, man, and I'm going to have it for you. Because why? You want to wait for your check to come, and then you're in a better feeling to give because why? You have something back in you. You got, you got money you can uh, 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 circumvent you when you give that money out. Now, that shouldn't be the case. You should give it and be free of that debt because why? It might come when you might, some, some situation may arise and you got to use all your money. Your car might break down, and you got to be like, man, I got to pay this, and then I got to pay Billy. He hit me up. Well, you should have gave it to Billy the day you had it in your hand. But guess what? We we, we do things like that. We want to wait till we get our money or wait till somebody else pay us in order to pay them. That's not the way Christ wanted us. He wants us to be free of the debt, and that's how the law works. When you know you got something to do as far as the most high word goes, don't put God's word off. Don't put off what God told you, amen, and do something else and be like, God, all right, I'll come back. Because God always gave a twofold analogy when it came to the scripture. Because the same way we are uh, naturally, the same way we are spiritually, we'll put off God's law, we'll put off God's words, we'll put off everything he told us to do, to do other things that are worldly, to take on his world system. That's why he's saying, come out of us, uh, my people. They be not partakers of their sins. He began to speak on the things that the world system would do. Don't take on uh, the sins of the world system because it's sinful, amen, to owe somebody and not pay them back. And that, that's for the very reason is America has some of the biggest debt ever because America, take, they owe China so much money, it's ridiculous. In 
believe in trillions of dollars, America owes China, but your boy Trump putting tariffs and, and all kind of bans on the Chinese government. And China, like, bro, you, you tripping. Like, you don't owe us or something. You owe us big time. And America just keep putting, putting, printing out money, keep printing out money to pay. But you're in a debt, though. You keep taking more than you, you give. That's how a lot of us is. We get these loans. We'll pay the minimum, but you still got an interest rate that's high, a, a 13 15% interest rate. So you pay the little $40, $50 a month. Well, really, you need to be paying 85 to break down that debt. Because the debt ain't just $500. Yeah, it's $500 to pay off. But if you're paying at $40 a month, you're going to end up paying $830 a month. I mean, $830 to clear that whole uh, that debt. Why? Because the interest rate, the interest is what makes that the number go up. So when you pay that bad minimum, yeah, you paid what was required, but you have to pay more in order to break down that number of $830. You got to break it down so you completely, completely clear, that, clear that debt. And that was a world system. Why? To get over on the people where they can get more on what they already gave. World, that's a world system straight. That's not from the Bible. That's not what the Israelites kept. They, whatever it was, I borrowed, I got to pay back. It was just plain. With no interest on top of it, with no 13, 16, 28% interest rate. But that's how the government, and that's how, like I said, the Roman system, and also through the Rothschilds, they came up with that system of credit. Why? Because it, it, it ensures them that if this person defaults on this loan, I mean, they don't pay their money. They don't pay this debt right here, that this debt will, will pile and stack up. And then what I can do is I can take whatever it is they have that's worth this right here. Or what they do now is they'll take you and put you in collection. And what they do is they, they send your debt off what you owe to a third-party, amen, creditor. And a third-party creditor, you might with, maybe with Mountain West Energy or Mountain West Insurance. Okay, but you're going to get uh, Statue Facts uh, uh, Incorporated calling you. I don't owe you. I owe Mountain West Insurance. Well, we're a third-party creditor. But what does a third-party creditor do? A third-party creditor buys that debt. They buy it at a low, because they, they tired of waiting and sitting on that, and they know you're not going to pay. It's been three, four years. So they're like, man, I'm tired of waiting around. We're going to sell this debt. To the, to the highest bidder. The debt might be 500 and the debt, the person might get, uh, they might pay 450 for it. But they paying less, they paying for your debt less than what is owed. And why? Because they're going to take it at 450 and they're going to give it back to you when they call you. They're trying to get it out of you out of, at 950 to $1,200. So you're like, oh, $1,200 to Mountain West Insurance. Yes, sir. You owe $1,200 to Mountain West Insurance. But I, I'm, uh, I'm in Surefax here based in Kalamazoo, uh, 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 Michigan. Like, I don't owe you who. But that's what the third party creditor does. They buy your, your debt at a lower lower uh, amount than what it's owed. And then, then what they'll do, they'll have a means of trying to collect it from you. They got ways of finding your number online. They got all kind of tricks to the trade of finding who this person is. And then when they reach you, they'll tell you, sir, you owe uh, $1,200 uh, through Mountain West Energy. Um, we, we, we need to pay this 
uh, soon, or this will be reported to the IRS and the IRS to do this. They all they got all kinds of threatening ways to get you to pay. I've even heard so far as people calling as the IRS saying, you owe such and such and such on this and you got to pay today. Scare people into paying. Amen? So when we default, amen, on the loan, amen, we default and fall short of the law of God, amen. But in the in the, in the spiritual realm, when we fall short of God's word, amen, don't keep his word, don't keep his commandments and his statutes, amen, which is the agreement that me and the Father have, amen, and me, me the Father, and Christ have, amen. Well, I'm supposed to keep his word. That is our agreement, amen. When you become into a covenant, which is a contract, Amen. When you come into that contract with Christ and the Father, amen, upon those terms, you say, yes, I'll do your word. I'll do your commandments. I'll do your statutes, and I'll be, uh, I'll follow righteousness. I'll do what your word says in that contract, which is the word of God. So when you default on the contract, which is the word of God, amen, Christ is the third-party creditor, amen, who comes in your place. He came in our place, amen. Why? Because we defaulted on our loan. We defaulted on our contract to the most high. Amen? We fell short. We couldn't keep that 13% interest rate. Or we couldn't pay the loan without the interest rate. Amen? Because in the beginning with the Israelites, it wasn't no interest rate. It was just pay your debt. If you owe your sister $50, your brother, pay back that $50. It wasn't when you miss this time, next time it's going to be 65 Next time after that, it's going to be 80 No, it wasn't none of that. Amen. So the same was with Christ or with the Father. When we missed this, when we messed up and fell short, amen, Christ came, amen, to do away, amen, with the debt, wipe it clean. And now the debt and agreement we have now is still to follow righteousness. But this time, if you do fall short, I'm here to catch you when you don't fall under the penalty, amen. You don't have to worry about your life being taken away, amen. You don't have to worry about things happening to you if you if you try to get back in line. See, that's the thing, when you fall like a baby, you got to get back up and try it again. Get back up and pick yourself up and begin to walk toward God's word. Amen. God's word is still there. Amen. Nothing changed in his word. The grace is only there to get you up as a safety net to get you back on the path of righteousness. Not to just lay in the net and be like, man, it's a nice net. I think I'll just stay here, you know, in the net. No. The grace is only a safety net, only a vehicle to get you back to God's law. Amen. In, in God's law, God's law, he has <clears throat> taken, with Christ, he has taken out the penalty of death and the penalty of sacrifice. We don't no longer have to sacrifice and no longer do we have the penalty of death. Of, uh, death. Amen. So Christ took away the death because he was a sacrifice. Amen. And also he took away as far as the, the high priest position where they had to uh, kill animals and things like that because now Christ is the high priest. Amen. So Christ, that's how God began to deal with the people, amen, is by sending Christ. So the same way Paul is referencing debt, amen, is the same way in the spiritual realm Paul is referencing God, amen, God through Christ. Because that's why Christ came was to cleanse our debt, amen, because we, our debt, amen, begin to pile up. We couldn't keep his word, amen, according to our agreement, to our contract. We begin to fall short of that very contract and agreement that we had with the Father, amen. So we defaulted on our loan. We defaulted and fell short, amen, but he sent Christ to clean our debt, amen, and now we've got to get back get back in good standing with the Father now that we have clean debt. That don't mean now that you you, you got a good, uh, uh, your, your, your credit been cleaned, 
you got good credit now, that don't mean go back and start buying all this stuff up and getting back in the debt again. That don't mean going back into sin and falling short, amen, and getting in, and getting yourself in the debt again. Even though we know we have grace, amen, but eventually grace runs out, amen. There's a grace period. See, people don't talk about a grace period. We're in a period of grace, and outside of grace is judgment. See, we don't, we don't teach it with balance. Everybody just talk about grace, grace, so we blow in the face so people just get an understanding that, oh, we're just under grace. Everything that I ever did is under grace. Everything that I ever will do is under grace. So if I fall short today, tomorrow, the next week, and two years from now, it's all under grace. That's not the understanding. They shall we continue in sin, great, oh, Romans 6, amen, 23, shall we continue, uh, 1, shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue doing this now? Is this what we're going to continue to do? Is break God's word and break his law? He says, shall we continue in sin? Sin is what? Luke uh, 9, 23, I believe. <clears throat> sin is a transgression of the law. So when you sin, you've broken the law of God. So Paul is saying, shall we continue to break God's law? That we're not under grace. He said, God forbid. That's not the way we should look at it. Because Paul no human. He no man. When man see that I got a clear debt, man, I get to run out here and get me a jag. I'm going to get this. I'm going to go get me some more debt. No, should we get in more debt now that our debt been clean? No. That means we should try to do our best to keep clear of all things that will bring us under debt. Again, we should walk a life. You know what? I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to go back to that sinful gambling. I'm not going to get back to shacking and cheating. I'm not going to get back to this, this sinful way and get myself under debt again. And then that means Christ got to clean it up all. I got to repent. I got to go back. That, no, that's not the way God intended it, amen, when he sent his son, amen. And that's the thing. We're not teaching this in totality and teaching it with a clear understanding to the people, amen. Why do you think when you have a child, a child, Amen. Begins to grow up. A child is not a baby forever. A child don't continue to fall and trip over itself. A child don't continue to feed himself and drop food on his clothes. You should be able to hold that spoon sturdier as you get older. You shouldn't be dropping food on yourself. You should, yo, yo, your shirt should be clean just about as soon as you, the way you sit down, as as, as you begin to progress and become older. So why do we continue to think we can have a childlike mindset and continue to get covered up in sin? Amen. And that's all the clarity that God is beginning to bestow on Paul, because Paul was studied in the law. Amen. Paul understood everything that was consistent in the law. Amen. Paul taught out of the law to the Gentiles, because that's all there was when Christ and his, when the disciples walked. It was the law that was done. There was no New Testament in their hand. They wouldn't quote no Romans 10 and 33 or 10 and 9. They wouldn't quote no Acts 2.38. They weren't quoting the feet. There was none of that. That was only Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ruth, uh, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First, First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalm, that, That's all that was there. It was nothing but they, what they call the Old Testament. So, so Paul, everything Paul is teaching is out of the Old Testament, but he's doing it the same way as Christ, teaching with an understanding of the way it's supposed to be kept. Because the scribes and the Pharisees had a, a way that they taught, amen, that was not correct. They taught in error. So the people learned in error. So they thought, well, I, you know, just the way it is. And that's why they thought it was so hard to keep God's law. Because man added their traditions and their ways on the God law. Like, now, you, you don't do this, you don't do that. If you do that, this is going to happen. So Christ came on the scene and be like, no, let me show you this is the correct way. Because there was always grace on the scene. When God told you don't do this and don't do that, and you may have fell far short, what was the a sacrifice? 
And what was the sacrifice? That was a symbol of grace that I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Amen? So grace has always been on the scene. But when you did things that were inherently out of the way, you died. And that was there in the word, which was this, this is what you shouldn't do and what you shouldn't do. You should do this and you shouldn't do that. And Paul is just giving everything context for the people of God because our understanding was murky. Through the scribes and the Pharisees, these people took over of rulership of the Jews. Not so much rulership, but they were the people that you went to when you didn't understand something. The pastor, the preacher, the bishop, they were these people that were in place, that were in place to teach the people. But these people weren't teaching. They were teaching without an understanding themselves. And that's what Christ called them out every time he called them hypocrites. Because why? They didn't do what this word said. They didn't under, they, 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 they under, they didn't themselves, but they act like they had an understanding. Or even they may have had an understanding, but didn't do what the word said. So Christ came. Christ was the model agent. Like, you know what? I, I got it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to give everybody an understanding of why, how we should keep God's word, along with grace and faith. Amen? See, Christ came. He didn't came. He didn't come that we should uh, brush away the, uh, uh, the law or that <clears throat> the way we should do it, the policy of a, a debt and payment. Debt and Paying debt and, and uh, uh, paying a debt and getting a debt was always done. It never left. But Christ gave you an understanding of how when you get in the debt, how to get out of debt. And how when you, when it's something you won't pay for it, don't sit down with your brother or sister knowing you owe them and don't pay them. Amen? Now, if it's an issue that arises, amen, when, you, when something happens and, and you like, okay, I'm going to do this and do that, and you iron out, uh, uh, agreement with them, then yeah, that's what we should do. And then that's when you have a talking point to have an understanding like, something just happened, man. I, I'm not going to be able to do it, but leave. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to get you this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And that's where agreements come in. At, amen? And that's what Christ did. When there's a law in place, there is situations that may arise where you may miss that mark. And you'd be like, man, forgive me. That's when we come in with repentance. God, forgive me. I fell short. This is what happened. You know, I wasn't meaning to, to see that sister like that. And it ain't one thing led to another. And I fell out the way. Forgive me. Okay, are you forgive me? Now, you shouldn't be two weeks later going back over to Sister Sally's two house after you just repented and you just got uh, uh, forgiveness and your debt been cleaned in that area. See, that's what Paul is giving a whole uh, another outlook on the scriptures. Paul is teaching us. The proper way to understand the law. Proper way to, because Paul himself, Paul was a Nazarite. Paul grew his hair. And that was according to Leviticus. This is a vow that the uh, the Nazarite would keep, was, was to grow his hair, and that was a relationship between him and the Most High. Well, he would have a vow, which was a vow of a Nazarite. Amen. We'll go into that another time. But Paul kept the law. Paul kept the feast days. Paul would leave. Amen. The church he was with and began to sail and come to Jerusalem to keep the feast of tabernacle, to keep the feast of uh, unleavened bread. Amen. Christ kept the feast of unleavened bread. Paul, Christ kept the Passover. These were the things that Christ kept in the Bible. When we say we want to follow Christ, we should follow his words and follow what Christ did. Amen. To the, to the fullness. Amen. So, thank God for the word this morning. Definitely appreciate it. Um, having an effect on my life.
definitely appreciate the man of God giving the word of God, um, giving it totality, giving it an understanding, uh, bringing us back uh, under the tutelage of the Most High. Amen. Because definitely we have to be taught again, amen, uh, when it comes to this word, amen, because under the world system, amen, a lot of these leaders have fallen under the world system and a doctrine of the world system, amen. The world system taught us, amen, a different, amen, type of way than what God's word taught us, amen. The world system, amen, was the same system as the people that killed Christ. The ones that said, crucify him, the very ones that said they loved him, came with a whole other teaching, amen. And we fall in probably under that system of their teaching. Amen. So God is telling us again to wake up, look at his word again, be serious about his word, amen, give his word context, amen, because that is an understanding, amen, if we seek it. If we seek understanding in God's word, we're going to find it, amen. If we seek, if we seek God, amen, he's going to, he gonna find. He gonna. He gonna reach out to us and give us an understanding. Let me see if uh, I'm gonna read a few more scriptures of that. Uh, Leviticus 19 and 11. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. See though? According to the law, according to what people say, and according to Paul, Paul said, "Thou shalt not kill." Paul is receiving. Paul was teaching uh, that thou should not steal, thou should not kill, thou should not commit false witness against your neighbor. All these things, this is what Paul was teaching, and Paul was teaching out of the law. Amen. Paul was teaching that you should not steal, you should not kill, you should do all these things according to the law, amen, that you'll be free from your debt. Amen. You'll stay clear of debt. If you have your mind trying to be free of debt, and then when a situation happens where you might have to get into some debt, you'll be quickly to get out of it. You're not gonna be like, man, I'm not trying to stay, I'm not trying to stay in no debt to nobody. Uh, I need to get out of this situation. That's why Paul saying, oh no man. Because this should be in your mind that I don't want to owe nobody. So if you ever fall in a situation with all uh, circumstances where you might need a safety net, you're getting out of that safety net as quick as as quick as possible. Why? Because in your mind it's engrafted that I'm not gonna owe nobody. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of it. I need it for now, but I'm, I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of it quick as possible. That's why you should always look to pay your debt. Pay it on time. Pay it before time. Get out of it. Why? Because that will bring you in good standing. You know, when we begin to show God and do God's word, amen, and to begin to live a certain lifestyle, amen, we become in good standing with the Father. Our righteousness is becoming is coming alive. We were showing our righteousness because in the midst of our dead state, in the midst of our sin, amen, we were we were in, uh, showing forth any righteousness in the debt and in the sin that we were in. The only way we begin to show God righteousness is when we begin to get out of that debt, when we begin to come out of that sin. So we show God righteousness not when we're in sin, but when we come out of sin, amen, to righteousness. That's all Paul is saying. You've got to go from a, a, a debt mindset which is sin, amen, to a righteousness mindset, which is following God's word, amen. So we'll fall short here and there, amen. But when we fall, amen, we should be like, I don't want to owe nobody. I don't want to be in debt to sin. 
I don't want to continue to do sin. When sin comes in my mind, I don't want to be indebted to that thing so much. So that's all I know. That all I know is to stay in debt. See, that's that's that, and that's a correlation. A lot of us stay in debt or in debt a lot because of sin in our life. If we when we have righteousness and we want to do God's will, we'll be so quick. I want to get out of this debt. That's the correlation that that is that that Paul is giving. The more debt you're in, is more so correlated with the kind of life you live. You got so much debt you can't even see. You got so much debt you want Robert Peter to pay Paul, and guess what? You can't give God what he deserves. You can't get served. You can't do this. You can't do that. Why? Because you worried about paying that debt. You can't think about nothing else but that debt. And that debt, what did it do with it? It's a, it'll bring you unto a depression. It'll bring you to an angry state. It'll bring you where you lash out at people. See, and these, and these are things that Paul was giving. So once you get a spiritual revelation and understanding of these scriptures, that, amen, will bring you under sin, amen. If you continue to stay in that thing, that's why Paul is referencing it like that. That can be referenced to sin. It's a, an analogy for sin. Amen? So that's why we shouldn't owe anybody. We should have a mindset. If we get into any debt, to get out of it as quick as possible. Because we don't want to come under, uh, you might have people, you ever had, and we all had that person where you may have owed them, you may have needed this money for gas. Like, man, I need gas for payday, and I'm going to be short 20 bucks till Friday. And it's only Tuesday. He's like, man, if I put these, if I can get 20 bucks, man, I'd be good to Friday and I can give it back. Man, you made this understanding to this person you bought the $20 from. They're like, man, pay me back Friday. Okay, boom. You know, he hitting you up the next day, man. You got that $20? I'm like, bro, I just, I just said Friday. He's like, man, I need that $20, bro. I, we just talked about it. I said I'm going to pay you Friday. Then the Thursday comes. So that's why. It's good to get out of those situations, and then also it's good to budget your money, amen. Budget what you have, amen, and that scriptures talk about that, amen. Budgeting and not getting yourself into fines where you have to come under a debt or under sin, amen. That's why Christ said, if you do things according to God's word, if you pray, fast, uh, uh, read your word, amen, you won't be susceptible to the debt of the world system, which is sin. I mean, you won't fall into debt or you won't fall into sin once you're doing the things according to God's word. I mean, you wake up praying, your spirit, you got a song in your heart, yo, your neighbor come at you, or arguing and bickering and fussing at you, you ain't going to lash out at him. Why? Because you ain't going to get into sin with him. You ain't going to call him an MF or do this and that. You just fall on the sin. You're cursing your neighbor. You're disrespecting your neighbor. You ain't loving your neighbor right now. If you love your neighbor, you'll be like, man, you know what? I, you know what, man? I, I understand, bro. I understand you had a bad day, man. Your wife talking about she's going to divorce you, man. And I, I, man, I, I love you, bro. You know, ain't nothing I can do at this time, man. But yeah, hit me back tomorrow. Man. So, hey, man, we thank God for the word. Hey, man, definitely. Uh, as I'm sitting here speaking his word, he's giving me more insight, things I never thought of according to the word of God. But, you know, when you have a mindset to do the will of God, amen, he'll give you revelation. He'll give you knowledge and understanding of these very scriptures that you read out of, amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.